Okay. We're talking about farmer's tans and Nathan's new job. Like he's like out in the sun and stuff, you know, out there, a farmer. He's uh, plowing the field. Mm -hmm. But uh, you got the trip to Cabo next week. Can't have no farmer's tan wearing a long sleeve. And so. I was thinking like if I got compression sleeves and wore them in Cabo, would that like even it out? Dude, no, Cabo, here's what you do in Cabo. Cabo, you go full vibe. You're wearing a freaking button-down t-shirt, undone. You're getting the tan on the whole body. You go, mm -hmm. don't don't stay light, you know? Get the tan on everything. That's mm -hmm. that's that's my advice. Yeah. In Cabo, there's no farmer's tan because you're going to be shirtless on the beach and you're yeah. going to be getting a tan. Um, that's that's what I think. But then um, what, I, what I saw is that I saw that there was K-pop stars that like, intentionally will put on like sunscreen like meticulously because they don't want any tan that's true have you heard about that what is yeah. that so there's like some cultures that like value no tan a lot more uh well asian culture is very like for lack of a better word i know there's a word for it but they're like really against like dark like skin tones oh. like so like the beauty standard in asia is like as fair skinned as possible so they're actually like yeah it like goes against like their beauty standard so yeah they have like a vested interest in like not getting tan that's got to be a hard standard especially like if it's just like sunny out you know like do they have to like does the girls all have to like really i don't know how they do it yeah i mean the guys do it too the guys the guys do it too it's, it's a yeah. beauty standard for both both genders that's like, so interesting yeah is there any other beauty standards like that here that are for both genders maybe like plucking in between your eyebrows yeah, I mean, that's, I think that I think that's a thing there too. I think yeah, that's probably a thing everywhere that there's not like unibrow people. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if no one plucked their eyebrows? What world would we live in? I don't know. There was like this video I saw of like a a guy who like did like a fake unibrow and he went into like Target and Walmart and he just like talked to people and he would time how long the person would talk to them, saying the same things in the same way, with the only difference being the unibrow. And he did it to like a hundred different people and it was insane if he didn't have a unibrow it was like every conversation like averaged longer than a minute and then when he did have a unibrow every conversation averaged less than 20 seconds or something it was crazy like it was like such a drastic change just from that just from having one thing out of place wow like you people won't talk to you which is pretty interesting so pluck your yeah. eyebrows that's the freaking thing yes moral to story yeah I actually used to just shave my eyebrows with a razor up until about a year ago, confession. Um, and then I was watching this podcast where um, this guy said, oh, I was reading the YouTube comments and everyone was telling me to pluck my eyebrows. And then, I, and, then now they, and then they were saying like, thank you for plucking your eyebrows like in the chat. And so he's like, oh, well, I yeah, thanks for noticing. That I started plucking my eyebrows. I didn't know people could notice that. Mm -hmm. And then from that day, I was like, I'm plucking my eyebrows and that was like a wow. year ago wow do you have any opinion on the eyebrow plucking do you notice it with people that shave versus pluck because i can't tell the difference but i realized there was people that could and made a life change i didn't know that like until i think i was dating vanessa that like people even like had to maintain their eyebrows oh like, really like it was like yeah Cause I remember she was telling me like, oh yeah, like I'm going to like my like eyebrow, eyebrow threading appointment. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, 
I mean, I knew what it was because like just from the word, it, it's like I could kind of like put two and two together and be like, oh, they're like, you know, shaving or whatever, like not shaving, but they do like, you know, the thing. And but then I just kind of like never really like thought that people actually did that. You know, I thought like maybe Justin Bieber did that or like Kim Kardashian, like if you're like, you know, an icon, a fashion icon. But I didn't know like just how many like normal people did that because like my mom like never like took us to that like ever so like I, I didn't know like that was like a thing you know that people like that it's actually normal for people to go have their eyebrows threaded like like guys to get their eyebrows threaded yeah, too? like guys too i like, thought that was I, more I, rare I, for guys i don't know maybe it is more rare but like i thought it was more like girls that do that and then like famous people well then i started like noticing people's like eyebrows more and i was like sometimes people have like really sharp eyebrows and i'm like yeah. that guy definitely got it threaded yeah it looks I nice tell. it looks nice but like i think sometimes i the... don't think it looks nice really sometimes i'm like that's too sharp ever that's since too noticeable. the vanessa like comment about eyebrow threading like i kind of notice eyebrows more yeah i'm not like going out of my way to look for it but i am <laughs> but i like see it now i'm like oh that guy clearly it's almost like working out, you know? It's like, I, I don't really notice exactly. people working out yeah. until I'm working out or someone mentions like working out to me and I'm watching the videos and now like I can't unnotice it. Dude, I feel like just today, like I was watching this like video on YouTube and I was like, that guy works out. You know, mm -hmm. you just notice it. Today like, I was at my job and there was like a male teacher for like one of like the first grade classes and uh, he was jacked. I was like, this guy definitely works out. But like before working out, I would have just thought he's like a big guy exactly yeah but now you could tell like oh you could only look like that if you work out you know what they're doing you, you know, know what you know like doing. so much of their lifestyle just based mm -hmm. on how they look you're mm -hmm. like you're like you're in the gym every day for an hour or yeah two. you're in the gym you're definitely eating a certain amount of calories you know like you're definitely hitting shoulders a lot or yeah. something you know like you can almost glimpse into their life through yeah. those veiny sexy mm -hmm. arms you know i actually don't think people look at me that way though like even though i go to gym like multiple times a week i don't think i like have that you just started going back to the gym like not that long ago though right mm -hmm. it was just a few months so i feel yeah. like you're almost there i feel like you're gonna be well i, ha I haven't seen you today because maybe it's different this week than last week but i feel like for like i feel like you know I, you're almost there if you're not there yet you know like it will happen it's well, only been like what four months I don't, five months yeah i don't mind like not being the workout guy you know like or yeah I don't mind like people being like not knowing that I work out. It's just like, it's just funny to me that like there's some people who like exude that and there's others who like might work out a lot, but like you can't really tell. You know? Let me tell you, when you go to Cabo and you take that shirt off on the beach, no one's going to have a doubt. Let me say that. <laughs> but it's just they will because be seeing the farmer's stand though. You also wear a lot of oversized clothing. I do. That is like, yeah. So I'm I think that's the problem. If you wear clothing that fits, that's like half the battle. That was what the teacher was doing too. He was wearing that. Yeah, dude, no, none of those strong guys are wearing no like baggy clothing. None of them. They're all wearing freaking tight ass clothing all the time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you might need to go back down to a large and reconsider that. <laughs> Seriously. We'll see. I want the fit of like the business casual fit of like the white polo shirt that's like fitted. Oh, yeah. Tucked in, you know, like I could see it. I mm -hmm. can see it for I need sure. That. But white polo shirts, I had no idea were so expensive. Maybe I've been living my life in like a Marshall's bubble. All I do is that I go to Express and they have like these 60% off clearance sales. And so you get 
60% off the clearance items that are already really cheap. That is where you go, my friend. I just spent $90 uh, like two days ago. I got um, two pairs of pants that are normally like $110 and I got them both for 20 bucks. And then I got uh, like a couple button downs and a long sleeve for 90 bucks. And so I got like, dude, those the express clearance is where it's at. Let me tell you. I got shoes on there. The shoes that I was wearing today, they're normally a hundred bucks. I got them for 20 bucks on there because they were marked down to 40 and then they were 50% off clearance. So that's where you go. All right. I'll keep know that dude. Yeah. But the pants, they will rip after like a year. I've noticed always in the crotch for me, like not even the crotch, but like, what is it called? Um, no the, man's the, land. The, the penile area? No, no, no. The no man's land. The in-between the asshole and the dick. <laughs> what is that called? I, there's an actual term for it, though. I don't know. I. Yeah, no man's land. I no guess, man's land. I think it. that's a good way. That's where it rips. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on down there. There's we get something. it, dude. You're packing. We get it, man. If I was packing, I feel like it would rip at the front. You know, it's ripping, <laughs> it's ripping underneath. Like It's so big, it's like slicing areas that we didn't even know, you know? <laughs> it's reaching the places unknown yes yeah oh no yeah it just yeah it keeps ripping in that area but then it's such a good deal that like like these ones are expressed too and these were 20 bucks too because mm-hmm. no one wants the blue pants but i think the blue doesn't look that weird like at first when i bought these pants i was like i'm never gonna wear them blue's too weird but then i feel like more like a blue gray exactly yeah and that's what i love about them is like they're not like it's like a midnight blue yeah, they're like not like you throw in your face blue. They're just like they're like blue. They're like the right blue where it's not like I don't want to be like noticed. It's the you know blue I mean? that you're guessing is it blue or gray? Yes, yes. And so that way, because I don't want to be like a standout. You know what I mean? I don't really want to be like with the pants. I don't know. I, I like the pants to be more normal. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But what we were talking about before the, the episode, uh, which I thought was super interesting, was concerts, because you're about to go to a concert. You're literally almost there, going to see a nice singer, which we were talking about, too. And uh, I, I heard a hot take online, and I think the more that I thought about it, the more I actually agree with it. But at first, I was like, that's not true. And so I was like, kind of adapted to that, and I wanted to know your opinion on it, which is that rap concerts are like the worst music to perform live. Like rap music performed live sounds bad compared to other genres of music performed live. Is your gut reaction like that's not true? Because I feel like that was my gut reaction too. I think I'm going through like a similar thing as you, you where it's like the gut reaction was obviously, obviously like a harsh no. And then I'm like, oh, wait, well, compared to other the genres. The singers, when people sing live, I think it's actually like, I would rather hear them singing live than have like studio headphones on listening to it. When people are rapping live, I'm like, I have to like expand my imagination to them like performing with the mixing being perfect. I feel like the mixing is always off. They're always missing beats. I think what got me with your take was compared to other genres. Yeah. Like, I love rap music live, but you're mostly there. Yeah, me there. too. I love rap music you're live. You're mostly yeah. there for like the energy. You're not there for the music. And I feel like rap yeah. is like so weak live compared to other genres. Like imagine like a jazz concert or hell, a classical concert, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, a yeah. Symphony. Or like the, the movie we saw, the... Um, yeah, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. The, the orchestra. Yeah, yeah, or like an Adele concert or Bruno Mars or... Or what you're seeing tonight, right? Yeah, like R&B. 
you know or even like edm edm is like really great live like because so much of it is music not like vocals um, i still need to go to an edm concert you need to take me to one mm-hmm. or like a rock concert you know you have like these guys shredding on stage Dude, like yeah i feel like for other genres too like for rock and for like singers too like they'll even put post like a live version of their album and they'll publish that or like on the radio like when we were growing up you would hear like the rock song live being played on the radio for rap. I feel like it's like the opposite of that. Like no one's going to make a freaking rap live album. Cause it's going to sound so much worse than like mm-hmm. the studio. Version. Yeah. I think I had the exact same reaction as you where I was <coughs> like initially like hell no. You know, yeah. like you think of like really great rap performers like Kendrick yeah. or like Cole, but even so even like the I, yeah. hype ones, like, you know, I don't know, like Travis Scott or something. And then, like, you really give it some more thought, and you're like, oh, well, would I rather see that live or, like, another genre? Like, in terms of just raw music, you know, from a music, just pure music perspective, like, the other ones are more more impressive. Like, people ripping guitar solos, like, out of nowhere, or, like, these symphonies that are just, like, I mean, you even heard in Hamilton, that was all live. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. awesome. That was yeah, awesome. Like, from a musical standpoint, it's far more impressive, for sure. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying, where initially I was like, what? Yeah, because I think that I, I, I agree with you when you're saying that, like, I love the rap atmosphere. And when you're there, when you're there, you're paying to, like, see the person hype up the crowd. And you're, the you're atmosphere, there for, like, the mosh the pit, vibe, too. The yeah. mosh pit. You're not there to hear good music. You know what I mean? You're, you're there to have a good time. You're there to have a good time. As for, like, other concerts, the music is mm-hmm. the event, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is definitely... Uh, something oh, yeah, just imagine like if like Lil Mosey performed his songs and you guys all had like sit down chairs and it was like you're all <laughs> supposed to dress formally. And he's like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm, you know, doing like his all like auto tune stuff. Is like, there any rapper that could pull that off with like the crowd having to be immobile? J Cole. I, I, that was my first reaction too. Was J Cole? The crowd is basically immobile at his shows. Yeah. Um, Kendrick also all like the lyrical guys like Eminem. Oh, the freaking old heads like you think the old heads can like do it? Moss Def or like you know Wu Tang Clan. I feel like some that oh. could obviously not would be Travis Scott. Travis Scott relies so much on the crowd. I feel like versus the music he's actually doing. Yeah, all trap music is like yeah dead in the water after that. All trap music for sure dead in the water. But I also think that like J Cole performing live, it's like really good. But I don't think it's like better than the studio version it's like just as good you know what i mean whereas like if i see a really good singer perform live when you hear her with the speakers and she's hitting those crazy notes live Mm -hmm. it's it surpasses the studio album yeah where i feel like i don't know if rap can have that same i have a different take i think it's different but not necessarily worse like kendrick live i loved his performance even with all his little mishaps and like his breathing being differently than the studio album no i loved kendrick yeah. it almost feels like more human but like when him and cole could like pull it off because i've seen them live obviously it's like so impressive i would definitely like sit down and watch them perform and just go at it at the mic yeah him and cole probably yeah I cole like that. would close his tours like the four years only tour he closed it with like the full like 14 minutes just like sitting end. on a stool and like rapping and wrapping song, it yeah, which i think I that was that. like super cool yeah. I would definitely pay to go see like Cole at like one of those jazz clubs. Bro, I remember when I saw him do that song, um, the Four Your Eyes Only song at the end. Literally the entire theater, he's like this. He says, 
if you guys want to stay, I'm going to be performing my final song on my album. But if you guys want to go, I totally understand. This is the final song. Um, you guys can just walk out to the song. That's what he said. And like everyone left, like so many people left. I would say probably 60% of people left when he was performing. Um, I honestly can't even remember if we left too. I feel like we stayed, but I, I'm not 100% sure that we, because that was my first concert, you know? So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually don't even know if we stayed for sure. But yeah. I actually think one thing about Cole and Kendrick too is a lot of their music actually has like, well, maybe more more so Kendrick has like jazz influence. So Kendrick performing like To Pimp a Butterfly or like, you know, Untitled Unmastered, he has like these like sweet jazz and live drums going on behind him. So him performing like with a live band could probably be up there in terms of like music and stuff. But for sure, rap as a genre, like people like Kendrick, it's kind of like an anomaly, you know, like they're like exceptions to the rule, like the rappers who use like live instruments and stuff like that in their music. Yeah, I remember when I saw Macklemore, he had a whole band there. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool. But I remember, yeah. like, still it was, yeah. you know, it's Macklemore. The, va- the vast majority of them aren't doing that. Like, 2 Chains is not bringing Didn't out, Logic like, have a band, too? Logic did have a band. But Logic just didn't want to rap when he was actually rapping. Yeah. He just wanted to be like, yeah. that's an 8. That's an 8 out of 10. I know. We need to pick up the intensity. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like a lot of rap artists, they just kind of go up there with like just them. And have like, you finished yeah. um, no, Logic's yet. book yet? Though I'm, I'm actually am farther along than you probably think. Though, well, well, where are you at? And what? How? What are you thinking? He like just got signed. That's where I'm at. Oh, yeah, you're really far in. So, what did you think about his childhood and everything? Crazy, crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. Is there any like moments you remember that were like crazy that I could I'll probably be reminded well, of? Well, we talked about it in the podcast already, but like just the opening part with like his mom like screaming on the phone, I think was the most like That's a highlight for sure. Yeah. That was crazy. Um This part I'm the most excited for you to read because it's about an artist's journey and I could see like you making music are gonna be able to relate to it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really inspiring to you. I keep saying that, but I don't want to hype it up too much. But No, I, I already feel like super inspired. Like Just him getting that book. But dude, this point further fr- from the book is like, I, I, I'm not even going to say anything, but I'm really excited for you to, for, for you to listen I'm to. I'm also it. like trying to... I mean, it's an autobiography, the... so it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. what happens next. But Yeah, I'm also trying to get to the part where he talks about like Jess and stuff like that, which... Well, okay, don't get... I said, remember... I know, I know he said... Up. I know he said... And I'm assuming it'll be like one page only or something. But like, still, I want him to more like passing on. thoughts. If okay. I'm being honest, yeah. it's just gonna be passing thoughts and yeah. nods. Not even like, not even like full nods. Just like that kind of sucks, you know? Like, because he was like, he's oh, I'm gonna give like an unfiltered like autobiography. Like, dude, he, he, that's your first. I think life. I said last that's like time. That's a really big deal. I think I said this last time too. I think that. Once you read it, though, you'll see that he doesn't shy away from it, but he doesn't like it's not really part of his life anymore, you know, too. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like I can kind of see how he references it as much as he does. Like, you'll see that where it's not like he has this whole new life now, like with like everything. And like his wife was kind of just like with him. It was like while he was touring, you know what I mean? Like the whole time. It's like he never like settled down with her. So I feel like it is appropriate that he's like, it's, it, it is kind of separate. It is kind of like a side story yeah. to his actual life. It's plus more, I kind of do already know a lot of their story. I was just hoping I'd get like more details, more tea. Yeah. Cause he, there was like, his wife was a YouTuber and she made like videos about like how they met 
So I, of course I already watched those. And I like, will oh. say this: the first two parts of the book are a lot more story based, and they're a lot more like, like it's still story based in the third part, but it's going to be a lot more preachy mm-hmm. than it is in the first two parts. The first two parts are more like, "This is my story. This is what happened to me." Yeah, and it's more like humble, I would say. But then he gets a little bit more preachy when it comes to the third part of it. So it's not like as much story based as I would say as the beginning is mm-hmm. where it's more like, uh, yeah, it, you'll, you'll see. But wait, so what do you think about the b- book so far? Is it like really good? Is it like good? Is it like amazing? Like what are you? Um, I actually like supermarket more still. You're still saying that? I think it's like good, not great so far. He, it's very much like feels like you're just kind of sitting down and he's just rambling, which some people might really like that, but me like it sometimes for me, like, I guess from like a, like a writing standpoint, it's, it's kind of weak. Mm. That's how I see it. Like from a storytelling perspective too, it's very much like, I don't know. Like it just feels kind of bland sometimes, which sounds like maybe the wrong word to use given how crazy his life is. But in, I think I'm talking more so like the way he like writes his senses and the way he like, which it might sound like I'm nitpicking, but I don't really think I am actually because I've read like a lot of really great autobiographies that were really well written um, that, that have like actually less in terms of like the magnitude of what they've been through is less than logics. Yeah. But I felt more tied, like the story felt more compelling in those autobiographies compared to logics because they were so well written and so well structured to keep like you know, the listener engage and stuff like that, or the reader. I for sure get that. I feel like also like what you're saying is like, yeah, like you can, you know, hand a toddler the craziest story in the world mm-hmm. and it's going to be worse written. And you can hand yeah. someone like walking to the store one day. Yeah, as a whole exactly. Book. And so, yeah, I for sure agree with the, you where it's not like, yeah, the, it's not the best written book, but the thing that I found so addictive about it is like, I felt like the entire time that like logic was just like we were just sitting down and we were just friends and he was just like telling me his whole life story and it was just super casual and that casualness about it mm-hmm. and how it that's just what felt, i was saying yeah it's like i it, think it would appeal to a lot of his fans. i loved it i yeah. loved it i just felt like he was just like sitting there next to me just being like this is what happened to me and just like going through everything and just like it just felt super genuine and it just felt mm-hmm. super i agree with that it does feel very genuine and raw yeah I think the biggest strength of Logic's story actually is his story. That's like the biggest thing that's carrying this book is like the crazy crap he's been through. But from a literary standpoint, like none of the English is carrying the book at all. Like it's like very much like it's very much like his story is like what keeps you engaged. It's not like his storytelling, if that makes sense. I could see that for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not like. Yeah, that's not that's not the appeal for sure. Yeah, the appeal is like, yeah. whoa, you just you went through that? Like every, you know, like every chapter it's like, dude, this but is I will like I'll say I feel like there are so many autobiographies that are like written super well and like that like, you know, have everything like laid out perfectly, but I feel like the casualness of the language that Logic uses is so unlike any of those other books. Like I feel like to write a book that well the casualness leaves and it's more like super serious and like it's the story and it's just like which is a good thing and but i think that also it's like it's refreshing to see like a story that i could see that and that's why like it's still good for me you know it's not like i'm not putting it down to the okay 
Yeah. It's still good. I like it. I just don't love it, you know. If I did, I think I would finish it already. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I I for sure can see that too. I don't know how fast you normally read books, but yeah. I remember that. Have you ever like stayed up super late like reading a book? Like what was the first experience of that for you because for me it was Divergent. I remember I was reading Divergent and I remember it was the only time I the first time this happened to me. I just was like reading Divergent, looked at the clock, just kept reading it, just couldn't stop and then it was like mm-hmm. 3 a.m. and I was like what the fuck just happened? I just read a book till 3 a.m. Literally trying to stay awake to read a book. Yeah. And that hasn't happened to me that many times, but I remember the, the Divergent book was that, that first one that I remember. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, I can't even remember like the, la- the first time I like stayed up to read a book because I've been doing it like all my life. Yeah. Yeah, like my mom made reading i think if there's one thing like she put so much emphasis on in terms of uh like parenting it's probably like reading to be honest she put so much emphasis on that like she made us read 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 to the point where like me and noah were like super addicted to it and we can't do like anything fun without reading so it's like well reading was fun too but it got to the point where like she would just push us and push us and we would be like super advanced in our reading levels to the point where like we were reaching like the really boring books. Like, like, <laughs> not, like I don't mean boring as in like Lord of the Rings. Cause like Lord of the Rings, like I read that in fourth grade. Like I, <laughs> I mean, like there's this one book called like Bonhoeffer by like Eric Metaxas. And it's like this fat, like, I don't know, thousand something page book about this. Like it's about this. Like, I don't even know who, I think he was like a German, like, like priest or something like i don't even remember because it was so long ago and she like told me like she bribed me to read it in like i think it was either fifth or sixth grade and it was like i'll buy you an ipod touch if you read that <laughs> that's a big bribe yeah but at that it's age a too? really like dense book like this was not made to be read by like old elementary school kids you know yeah. you said what grade were you in at this time like fifth or sixth grade what oh wow and i read this because like we had already like like blown through like all like the reading levels so she's like okay well i'll just like start giving you stuff and anyway all that to say like up to that age like every night like me and noah would be like reading and reading and we would like my mom would get like actually mad because she'd have to take away the books because we'd be like so addicted to it and she'd be like don't read you know like that's have to crazy go to so it's been happening for as long as i can remember like i remember reading magic treehouse and like not wanting to go to sleep and like you know there's so many books i read that like i just like would just like spend like 10 hours a day like i'd literally just like there's so many weekends in my childhood i remember in our old house we had this like formal living room or whatever um and there's this like couch and then i would just like lay on it and i have like a book and i would just like read and read until like like just the light would just like go away and go away and it's like the whole day is passed wow. and i'm like oh i just like spent seven hours reading because <laughs> wow. it's such a cool story like there's like obviously like you know there's lightning thief and then there's this one like series called artemis fowl and like pen dragon i was that was oh, all i read like, artemis like, fowl is one that i remember that i think my dad recommended for me mm-hmm. and then i started and then bro that that story has way too many fucking characters i remember <laughs> i was in the first goddamn chapter and i was like I have to keep track of 20 character stories and there's like three different plots going on. I was like, fuck that book. 
I love that book. Level. That was like super cool. That's like, an intense one, though, huh? Am I re- is that the right one I'm remembering? Well, is it I, that, is I it think that so. I mean, I I don't remember anymore because I read all that stuff like over ten years ago. But yeah, it was like cool, you know, like yeah. reading was like such a huge part of like my childhood. Like, I feel like I have a glimpse yeah. into your childhood like more than you even know because I feel like I actually saw it because going to school, I literally saw like the 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 image of you through Noah because I literally saw Noah. I remember we were in the library and it was a uh, freaking Mrs. Cruz who was JT Cruz's. Yeah. And she was a librarian. And I remember that Noah's name was always on the top of the list for the freaking words, like the words read, it was like mm-hmm. millions of words. I was like, and then he would come over to our house and he'd be like reading with like Nicholas and stuff or whatever. Like he would just like have a book with him. And I was like, I literally saw him as like the weird kid that read. And like, yeah. that's like who you were. That was me and Noah. Faith yeah. wasn't like that. Cause she actually didn't really like reading, but even like compared to normal kids, she's like a reader. It's just like compared to me and Noah. Yeah. She's like not a reader. But like, I didn't realize, I guess I kind of forgot that you... Me and Noah were some weird kids, man. Like, we would walk around the mall with, like, a book, and we'd just be, like, zombies, like, with, like, the book, just, like, going and, like, That's reading. That's crazy, yeah. And then we I would forgot walk... that you were a weirdo. We were weirdos. I, like, was really... We were... <laughs> Me and Noah were into yo-yoing at one point, and we would literally bring our yo-yos everywhere. <laughs> and, like, dude, Could we... Could you do the to rock the cradle? I've got oh, yeah. that before. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. Oh, yeah. Before. Like... I remember this one, oh my gosh, we'd always like be like either reading or yo-yoing and then like we'd always get like the old store clerks be like talking to my mom and being like, hey, I just want to tell you like you raise your kids so well, like it's so weird <laughs> seeing like, you know, kids these days, they don't be like reading or like playing with yo-yos anymore. They're always <laughs> under like Game Boys. Yeah. This was back when Game Boys and DSs were a thing. Yeah. And like... I think even when like early like iPhones were a thing, we were still like reading and stuff all the time. And I remember like they would tell my mom that and I'd feel like, yeah, like we are cool kids. <laughs> we are cool kids. And then like I look back and I'm like, damn, we were weird. Yeah. But I actually like respect the hell out of my mom for it because because of like like her pushing us to read all the time and like we didn't watch a lot of TV. Like she really like would be like, you have to read to do anything in the house. You have to read to watch TV. You have to read to play video games. And even when you get the screen time, it's like an hour. Like reading is like your ticket to like do anything, you yeah. know? Every it's like the currency. That's so interesting. I've never even viewed really anything that way. So that's a uh, that's super but interesting. But it worked out. Like me and Noah, like we never struggled with like reading comprehension or writing. Like like it was always like our strong suits. The I think reading I think is we, super cool. The yo-yoing yeah unforgivable the yo-yoing was crazy <laughs> dude how we, long are we talking how, are we talking years that you were yo-yoing are we talking months i want to say like two years oh like a solid God. like two years of like like we were like you're a just, weirdo like dude, <laughs> you're a weirdo dude. like and we were like we would like make up like like imagination can you still like, do a stories. trick can you still do a trick no i don't think so <sighs> my i think the best trick i ever learned was walk the dog that was what after two years, you could just walk the dog? That's like dude, the we first were, one you learned. We were, we were just like, I think we were just so like obsessed with just the actual like. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, the only trick no, you learned? No, I think, well, I could do the, the cradle. Yeah, the cradle. The, I feel like the cradle is harder That's than cooler. walk the dog. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Walk I could do the, the dog I could is the first the one you learned. I could do the cradle too. I feel yeah. like someone, who, if, if you know well, the Well, not anymore, but you know who's really good yo-yoing? Christian. He's like a pro yo-yoer. Did you know that? I, I'm He's a friends pro with a bunch yo-yoer of <laughs> and a pro like Rubik's cuber. Dude, when I was at his house, 
Oh yeah, that happened too. I remember the Rubik's the last cube. I don't remember podcast. the yo-yo. Dude, he was like, he has these crazy Rubik's cubes at his house. Like, I didn't know they made Rubik's cubes past the original like three by three. They make like four by four, five by five, like yeah, crazy stuff, dude. And like, I think we were up in Idaho, and then he was like showing me how to solve like all of them, and I'm like, hell nuts. no. He had one that was like a hexagon. Jeez. I was like, and he's like, oh, this one's like really fun. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this I one mean, takes me 10 minutes instead of five seconds. <laughs> it's cool. It's super cool. But like, it's definitely like a different kind of hobby. You know, like I was actually very fascinated. There's by people it. who like to do puzzles and there's people. Who I like do not understand the puzzle people. <laughs> I feel like the Those Rubik's Cube is the weird. same thing. The Rubik's no, Cube no, no. Is the Rubik's Cube is way cooler. That's it's way just cooler because it's more immediate and there's a, you could, there's a visual satisfaction. And you could solve it in like. Like, you know, seconds. It's like, it feels, it's like a fidgeting thing. But like isn't it puzzles, the same thing? Isn't No, but, puzzles is not like a fidgeting thing. And yes, you it is. you cannot solve it in like 20 seconds. Puzzles? Oh, I guess it's You mean like, like the like type that you people like People fidget, down on people like your, just like fidget and they just like organize it and then they like put it together and they're just like fidgeting and putting it together and maybe nah, not fidgeting is the wrong puzzles word. Puzzles are boring, dude. I don't think I'll ever get into puzzles. Those are- Dude, I don't understand it either, man. I'm not into that's puzzles. That's some weird stuff. Like but, anyone who's, who finds puzzles, look, puzzles is the craziest Sudoku, thing Sudoku, puzzles, and Rubik's Cubes are all in the same category. Okay, I actually did like Sudoku. I, when I was a kid, I would like always play Sudoku. Sudoku is actually pretty fun. I like Sudoku, but I, I think that- Puzzles are crazy. It's like building a Lego, but destroying it after. And then like... Some and people then, frame And them. then the Lego that you make is like not even cool. It's like, it's <laughs> just like a picture that you could have find found online. You know what I'm saying? Like at least a Lego is like a unique creation yeah. that like you could like interact My with. My dad and Landon do puzzles all the time. They always have a puzzle going in the living room. I don't understand I it. I don't understand it. That stuff is boring, you know what? I think dude. it's cool to watch though. Like when I see them do it, when I walk in and I see it like, oh, they got the perimeter. And then like, I'm like, oh, they're 25% done. Oh, they got this section done. Like I love seeing like them do it, but I don't have any I think the only time I will ever do a puzzle, in my opinion, is as like a time passer. So it's like if you're like if it's like we're we're with like a group of friends and for some reason everyone wants to do puzzles, like we could all like talk and like while we're doing the puzzle, you know, like everyone's like talk, like you're the main. Yeah, thing, that actually sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, but like puzzling as like a hobby, <laughs> hell no, dude. Like why would you be using like the time passer thing as like a hobby? I don't know. But then I'm like not one to talk, you know. I have the weirdest. I had the weirdest. Yo-yoing is in that same yeah. category. Yeah, yo-yoing is I'm even worse. I'm not one to talk. I was the guy who like. And you didn't read, even like, know tricks. You're saying that you just did that. You didn't even know I tricks. I, just, I don't even think I need. Wait, what age were you? I don't remember. I, uh, really young. Though, if you're like, above the age of ten, you better know some freaking tricks after two years. I feel like I maybe was ten, like 10, and, 10 11. I guess like, I can understand a ten-year-old just being like, "Oh, I don't want to learn any tricks. I just like yo-yoing." But it's yeah. fun. Yo-yoing's fun, dude. I remember I yo-yoed for like two weeks, and I learned the rock to cradle and the and the walk the dog. And I remember yeah. that was my experience because I remember the yo-yo person would come to school, and oh, that's that how that's how we fucking, did. Yeah. yeah, of course. I I, I just assume yeah. because like that's just how it is. They fucking get it. It's they like, brainwash you, bro. Those yo-yos when they fucking have it on there, and it's like I remember the red one that like was like it, it just was so fucking cool. I remember you just like in your head it was like. This is like a diamond. It would literally be like me seeing a diamond, like a yeah. fat diamond. It yeah. was like that level of admiration yeah. for the yo-yo. And then I just got bored of it. But apparently for you, dude, this is exactly like what we talk about with our, my personality versus your personality. We're like, I'll get into something for a couple weeks and then you'll do it for like years. 
Yes, that, that's true. That's like another example. The yo-yoing was so long. I remember that was like a really long phase. Like it was not short. I believe it too because I know yeah. you with like the stuff and you just mm-hmm. like you're into things for years. Yeah, we were nerds, dude. We the reading nerds. though, I think is like actually cool though that like you read a lot. Like I dude, I didn't read shit. You know what I mean? I dude, the time when I probably read that Divergent book, I was like, I must have been like older. Like because I remember it was like well, Divergent it, didn't come out to like. I think our like eighth grade or something or ninth grade. And it was, I think Divergent had, maybe it had just come out. Cause I remember everyone was talking about it at school. It, like, it either just came out or just got popular. Yeah. One of, what, one of those. what reading level is Divergent? Young adult. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, like in the store, they put it under young adult. So yeah. I don't know what, I mean, that usually means like middle school to like early high school. Maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit because I think that there was a time where I like, I think I learned the value of books. So like on my own, cause I never was pushed to read. The only time I was ever pushed to read was when the teacher assigned it. That's the only mm-hmm. time. And even then I used to bullshit it. And then one day I was just like, I think it was, I think it was the moment I read the divergent book till 3am. I think that was the moment that I was like, I understood what reading was for. And then I read like all the hunger games I read The Hobbit. I read the um, all the Harry Potters were amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you read Narnia? I read all of Narnia. Yeah, oh, Narnia was amazing. Um, yeah, and so I like. I definitely. I think I'm just forgetting what I read. You know what I mean? In a way too, where I think I at some point it, it flipped, but I don't never had any push for that. But maybe I did. My dad would read to me. I remember he would read to us, but I don't think they ever were like you need to read, you know? It was always the teachers. Yeah. No, I think my mom was unique in that sense. I don't have any friends who, like, were pushed to read the way we were. Like, we loved reading, but we also were, like, kind of forced to. But, like, I think we, like, fell in love with it. Like, because we were forced to, at such a young age, like, we... It wasn't even, like, a chore at a certain point. It was, like, we wanted to read... And we would like beg our mom to like go to borders with us and like buy like us new books. And she was more than willing to, I don't know. It was just something that I think was a huge like cornerstone of parenting for her because she knew that it would set us up for like future success in like the real world. I wonder if there's like a mom out there that like makes their kids do puzzles like so you gotta dumb. do your puzzle you gotta go do your puzzle before you watch well, the telly. my mom's pretty mild compared to some asian parents like who like would force their kids to like be like studying for the sat at like sixth grade like that's I, insane my mom didn't make me do that and i think i'm really glad that she like drew a line oh my in gosh, terms can of, you imagine like that's why i like about my mom is like she didn't make us like she wasn't like those academic moms that would like drill like certain like i don't know like everything's all about studying you know she like put like a fun twist which is like reading like reading is like educational but it's like fun like because it's like it's like cool stories you know like it's not like do reading comprehension like practice tests every day my mom was like never like that so dude here's the thing too that i like realized recently is like it sucks that you like put so much effort into reading a book and then you just kind of like forget what books you read and stuff so what i've been Mm -hmm. doing is ever since i started the notions stuff is I make sure, like, I, like, force myself, which is hard to do. I'm just, like, oh, I'm going to, like, write, like, a book report on it pretty much is what I do. And so, like, I've just been, like, every book I've read in the past year, I've just been, like, writing down what it is. Or else I just forget what I read. You know what I mean? Have you ever found it crazy, though, how, like, people associate, like, the number of books you read as an adult with, like, intelligence? 
So like someone remember like Ty Lopez, he's like, I'm here in my garage. But what I'm not proud of is this Lamborghini. I'm proud of the millions <laughs> of books I've read. Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like his bookshelf. Yeah. And he's like, I'm proud that I had to install a new bookshelf today to install my like 50 was, new was books. Was that sarcastic? I can't remember. Was he being ironic there? Because that's kind of funny <sighs> if he was being ironic. Cause that's well, like- it's like kind of like a thing though, right? Like when people are like, when you enter like a study and you see all these books, you're like, oh, this guy like knows stuff. I don't know. I think that books are used as like, I think that it's perceived as that, but I think that like, I mean, I would have a nice bookshelf in my house as like an art decoration almost where you could just kind of like pull it down and read it. It's more, I feel like a bookshelf is more art than it is practicality. You know what I mean? It's more of like, you know, it's something that I would like to have. I just like having it. It's just, well, it's just, it's just, yeah. What I was saying was like, don't you find it fascinating though? How like we associate like, like almost intelligence and like prestige with people who read a lot. Yeah. Like, I remember it's like I remember there was like a list that I saw one time too where it was like the top most like intelligent people it was like you know Albert Einstein and like you know um the what why am I forgetting Hawking you know Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. was on there and um it was like how many books they read or how often yeah. they read and it's like yeah so it's definitely associated which I find really interesting because like in my opinion like some of the smartest people may not have read anything and they're just out there living life like the people like out there just like hustling you know like those people may be like just as smart as the guy who's been cooped up at home reading like a million books but we don't really like view it that way yeah i think that like i think that the whole reading books thing is a little outdated to be honest i don't know if this is a bad take maybe i'm completely wrong about this but i feel like reading books is like it's it's really good and it definitely like does help into like intellectually and stuff but i feel like it was more like back when the only alternative to reading books was like doing nothing that was like stimulating you know what i mean where it was kind of like you're either reading books or you're just like playing around or you're just like talking with people or you're just watching tv you know like there was that period where i feel like it was more important where it's like now it's like i see landon and he's not reading but he's like going on articles watching youtube videos about random topics playing video games back in the day that was all consumed through reading. Exactly. I feel like it's like you can get that now through like other things. So do you feel like, okay, well, we already know this as a fact. Like our generation has read more than any other generation simply because yeah. of social media and texting and, you know, the internet, right? Do you feel like that correlates with like intelligence though? Like is our generation like the most educated generation because think- we're consuming so much information or were previous generations still have like a leg up over us i think i have no idea and i think that that could actually be like determined and calculated but like my what i think if i could just make a guess at it is absolutely yes i think that we are and i think that as we grow up because i feel like sometimes i'm like talking to someone who's like 40 or 50 and isn't on the internet and i'm like you've been alive and then like and like doing even if we're doing a similar task like even at work too like let's say we're doing something on like just like something on the computer or something or we're just talking about something i feel like even though they've been alive for like 20 years they've been an adult you know what i mean and i feel like in a lot of things it's like oh you don't know like that much about all these things i feel like that is because of that and i feel like once we've been adults for like 20 years and we've been like on the internet for 20 more years like in adulthood and actually like pursuing stuff 
it's going to show even more. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, I don't know. Cause I feel like you definitely, if you're not like on YouTube, if you're not like mm-hmm. on, watching things and like, you know, paying attention on the internet, you're for sure like not in the loop, at least with like the stuff that like we now consider in the loop, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. That's why I asked the question. I feel like, it sounds like almost like kind of ignorant for me to say like, oh yeah, like like we're the smartest generation because we read the most and because like we consume the most media. Like, I don't know. We we might, maybe like the way I'd look at it is like our generation might know the most information, yeah. but older generations will always still be wiser. Mm. And I think it's the same way like the guy who read 200 books but didn't go outside, he might be smarter or more knowledgeable than the other guy who's been outside his entire life, but the guy outside is wiser. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like interacting with people and like doing life, you may not be consuming like material, but you're like still learning, but you're just not learning in a sense of like, you know, consuming information. Like you're learning in a sense of like, this is how to live life. And I think that can't be taught. Like that can't be like, written in a book and consumed i mean it can be there's like that's why there's self-help books but like even then like people who read self-help books like interestingly enough like usually like are ironically reading from a guy who probably was like outside for like 20 years you know what i'm saying and like living life and failing and stuff like that i don't know it's a weird thing to think about. i definitely think there's something to that for sure but i think that yeah I think that also it's like the way that you live life is like gonna change you know like i feel like Dude, I honestly feel like we might be, like, the last, like, generation that, like, actually values that stuff. Like, you're saying, like, you know, going outside and, like, talking to people and, like, actually physically living outside. I know like that's, like, so crazy to think about right now. But, like, I see Landon and I see him just, like, you know, that's, like, arguably even, like, more so. Like, going on adventures with your friends through video games and stuff. It's, like... I feel like that's just as real as other stuff too. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's just different in some ways, but I definitely understand that it's like for sure different. But I think that those values on like what is considered like knowledgeable in that field or wise is shifting, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it is. Cause I definitely value that stuff where it's like, Oh yeah, you know how to like, I think a lot of people around, in our generation do. We still yeah. like value that. I don't think Landon's will, or at least the one below Landon's. Like, I feel like they don't Ooh, care. The one at below all. Landon, yeah. I feel like they don't care at all. They're just like, dude, do you know how to like do the things I'm really good at, or like play video games, or like hop on Discord and like talk? It's like that's where it is. You know what I mean? But I, I also don't know how he is at school too. So maybe he does have more value on that that I'm seeing. But um, I feel like all the value is in like the digital world. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not so much in yeah. like that stuff. Do you want to do another episode? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys. Read in, a freaking book or something. Why are you listening to us? You're getting so way stupider listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's true. You could go pick up a book. You could have like gained like three IQ points by the time like this mm-hmm. podcast was over. You would be like already on like chapter five, but like now you're just like dropped down. Like, and now you're just like thinking about life, being like, wow, why did I just waste the last forty-seven <laughs> minutes and twenty-one seconds listening to these people? Yep.